Hey everyone, it's Charlie Morgan here and welcome back to another video. So today I'm going to be walking you through the hardest niches to scale in the agency space in 2022. Now, the purpose of this video is to teach you what to avoid. Charlie Munger, um, super smart billionaire, says that all I want to know in life is where I'm going to die so I don't go there. Um, and what he means by that is he's inverted his success and he's basically saying that I don't want to know what to do. I don't want to know where I need to go to live. All I want to do is know where I'm going to die so I don't go there which is quite a smart way to think it's inversion. It's a really cool mental model. And so today I'm going to show you like which niches you're going to go to die in, right? Not obviously metaphorically speaking, we're talking about business here. Um, but today I want to give you a framework or a critical thinking process or a, a line of questioning that me and my business partner use to evaluate niches to help our clients select their niches. Now, for those of you who do know who I am, uh, my name's Charlie and I build and scale marketing agencies. Uh, I built one called Northflow Consulting to over 350 clients. And now I help other people do the same. Don't worry, there's no 997 course attached to the end of this YouTube video. Um, it's just a way to add some value to your life. So what I'm going to do here is provide you with an actual framework, right? A critical thinking process. Um, the problem with cheat sheets or PDFs or guides or hacks or all of these little, you probably clicked on this video hoping for a nice little neat document. Um, I could give you that, but I'm not going to give it to you because when I give you one of those, it strips you of learning the critical thinking process behind conducting your own analysis and coming up with strategies for yourself. Right. When like if you want to know how to build and grow a business, you need to know how to build and grow a business, not copy other people. OK, copying is not a viable strategy. It is to a degree, but it doesn't really get you very, very far any further than like, a couple grand a month. So what I want to do here is walk you through a small segment of our paid program that teaches people how to pick a niche. And so what I'm going to do, the process we actually have for niche evaluation, and you can use this to pick a niche or evaluate your current niche, is we have a list of questions. Um, you know, 10 to 15 questions. And basically these questions, if you answer them in the affirmative, then we have a tick, the niche is better or good. And if you answer them in the negative, then the niche is bad or worse, right? And so what we do to evaluate a niche is we don't just look at a niche and think, yeah, this niche is good or this niche is bad. We actually have critical reasoning, right? And we use Socratic reasoning to actually define what makes a good niche or what makes a bad niche. And so today I'm giving you a process, a framework, a way to think. That's far more valuable than having a PDF that might be viable for the next couple of months until it's written by hundreds of people or until times change, right? Because thinking processes and frameworks stay with you for life. But a PDF stays with you for a few weeks until you forget about to use it. You might forget to use it. Or, of course, it goes out of fashion as PDFs quite often do. So today I'm going to walk into Loom here, uh, into my computer and walk you through these questions and how to pick the niche and most importantly what niches you should avoid as well um, because if you can figure this out then you're going to save yourself a lot of pain. So let's hop into it now and I'll see you in there. All right then, so what qualifies a good niche? So obviously the purpose of this video is to walk you through the toughest niches, um, but generally by knowing what the good niches are, we instantly know what the bad niches are as well, because you can't really understand light without understanding dark, if that makes sense. We're using the contrast model to explain this. Um, so what I'm going to do here is basically walk you through a series of questions that you can ask to determine whether or not a niche is viable. And by viable, I mean, if it's like, if scaling it is easy. And by easy, I mean, is it possibly like, is it possible to go from zero to, I don't know, 50 grand a month in about 12 months? That's what I would consider a successful, um, maybe not first year of an agency, because if you're just getting started, the, the, the transformation in identity and skill set and knowledge is very significant. And going from zero to 50 grand a month really is just 
transformation of self, transformation of beliefs, and also transformation of skill set, character traits, and habits. Uh, and it takes more than 12 months to undo 20 to 30 years of conditioning that you might have prior to starting, right? But today, let's just try and keep things nice and simple. So um, if you can answer yes to most of these niche-specific questions, then you have a good niche. So we base the goodness or badness of a niche purely on critical questioning. We do not base it on feeling, emotion, or thought. We base it on the next few questions. So if you can answer yes to all these specific questions, you have a good niche. Now, you don't need a yes on every single question below, right? You know, the the more the better, basically. Um, if you find that you go through these questions and you've got 50% yeses, 50% noes, that'd be bad. We really want at least 70% of these questions to be in the affirmative. So I'm going to walk through these questions and walk through like what they are and why we ask them. And then you can write them down for yourself and then look at the niches you might be thinking of going into. Um, and really, like, is, this is this is a good a good framework to use to define, like, whether a niche is good or not. Um, okay. So, does your niche have more than 50,000 businesses? So, this is important because, like, we've got to think about the scale and the size. Now, 50,000 is, like, the sort of happy number. Um, for example, the gym niche, there's about 50,000 gyms. And there's one business in the gym niche that does, like, I think, like... 10 million a year or something crazy like that. So you don't need to have a huge niche. 50,000 is enough. Um, it also depends heavily on how concentrated the niche is. Notice how I don't use the word saturation, um, but concentration in terms of niche uh, businesses to actual agencies uh, potentially reaching out. To be honest, like you can compete with anyone with a be- if you have a better offer than them. So I wouldn't really worry about competition. But basically the other thing here is that more businesses means ads will scale and convert. So the end goal of running an agency should should be to run ads, right? And to, to use advertising, Facebook advertising or YouTube advertising to land clients. Um, and you can't really run ads if you've got a small audience or at least you can't run ads profitably. And so if you've only got 50K, if, let's say you've only got a niche of like 10,000 businesses. Um, when you come to scaling and trying to start running ads, that's impossible because your frequency will be so high, your ads won't be profitable and you'll be down the, down the toilet. Obviously, you can scale to 10, 20, 30 grand a month in a niche that's 10,000 strong, but you really want to think long term. So does it have more than 50,000 businesses? Do they sell a service package or product worth more than $500? And this could be in lifetime value. So we all know what lifetime value means. It means the the over a customer's longevity, how much money they're worth to a business, right? Um, but we want them to sell high ticket products because we can't charge high ticket retainers or high ticket paper lead or paper appointment deals um, or even commission deals if they don't charge them out of money. So if you're working with photographers that charge 30 pounds an hour and one job is two hours of their time, how the hell can you justify a $1,000 a month retainer? If you work with gyms that only sell memberships at £25 a month, how on earth can you justify a two grand a month retainer? You can. It's impossible. You can't even justify ad spend at that level. Um, now, you might be able to if the gym's retention is extremely high and if they've got upsells. Um, but generally speaking, you want them to be selling services worth at least $500 or more. Is the niche data easy to find? Right. Emails, phone numbers, etc., etc. Like, you know, once again, if you're going for like real strange specific niches like people who teach um, underwater yoga, how the hell are you going to find them, right? It's going to be quite hard. It's going to put um, a bit of a spanner in the works. When you start an agency, you want the process of getting clients to be as smooth as possible. You want to be able to find data, start reaching out and start selling immediately. You don't want to be spending hours and hours and hours trying to do lead sourcing. This is why most e-commerce agency owners fail is because they spend more time doing lead sourcing in the early days than anything else. And that's a huge problem. Um, also, like you also want to make sure that the niche data um, represents the owner. This is why I don't like niches like the dental niche or um, doctor niches or anything like that, because 
all of these people have assistants and all their assistants will take the calls and do the emails and often manage their LinkedIn accounts and that stuff as well. So if you're working in niche and the business owners or the decision makers have assistants to screen you, then you're never going to be able to get through to them unless you're actually quite good. Now, we've figured out how to solve that problem for different niches like dental spaces. I won't go into it here. Um, however, like it took us a long time to figure it out and I would not recommend you try and figure it out yourself. So either buy the course, right? <laughs> There we go. Uh, buy the program or invest in someone who knows how to do it or just avoid the problem and do something else. Are they good at selling? This is a big one. Do they know how to sell? Because if they don't, your life will be hell, right? If you work with businesses that don't know how to sell, they will forever be blaming the lead quality or any, something like that. So we see this happen a lot in um, niches that are, they don't really have much sales experience, right? They, all, of their biz, all of their business are covered referrals and it comes to like selling and they're not very good. And then what happens is they don't blame themselves because people don't blame themselves for shit. They like to blame other people. And um, and then they'll be like, oh yeah, the lead quality is bad or these leads don't have any money or they're not showing up. Um, this really rang for me a while ago when I was working with some gyms before we had sales training for gyms. And, um, you know, one guy, we had one guy who <clears throat> like, for every other lead we sent him, he'd close a deal. And his deals were worth like, <clears throat> like what was it, like £240 a month? Um, and like he signed them into like 36-month contracts. So each deal was worth like three, four grand. It was unheard of in the gym space. And he was a machine. He would just close every other lead that went in regardless of the quality or whatever. He'd get them to do credit card. He'd get them to do bank transfer or borrow money from people. And he, he was just a machine, right? Um and then like we had him and then we had some other clients who just couldn't close deals for their life. And they had the same leads and the same process and the same system, but the only variable was the salesperson. And if I had every client, his name was Aaron, he was awesome. If every client was like Aaron, then we'd have no problem at all. But you know, you want people to be good at sales. So make sure when you're getting into a niche, like are they good at sales? Like do wedding photographers know how to sell? If you give them a cold lead, do they have a process or a definable clear instruction on exactly how to close them? Unlikely they do. So you have to take responsibility for that as well. How long before they make an ROI on one client? This is important and it also feeds into their um, LTV thing here. Um, you want them to make a return as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, because that will justify your retainer or upfront fees um, and also make them happy. And like, if you can make someone happy in the first month, testimonials are easy to come by. Does this industry advertise and understand the importance of advertising, right? Do they run ads or have they run ads or do people in the space similar to them run ads? If not, it's going to be hard to get them to run ads. And the best way to check this is just to look at the top 10 businesses in the niche and see if they run ads. And also like look at your competition. Are there agencies in this space? If not, it's a pretty clear sign that you're about to jump into a pretty red ocean. By red ocean, I mean an ocean that you can't swim in. Um, people think that competition is a bad thing, but it's actually a sign of life. Right. Imagine if you are a fish and you get into a pond and then you're looking around the pond and there's no fish in the pond. Well, there's definitely a reason, right? Either there's a lack of food source or the water's too acidic or there's no sunlight or there's a predator or something. Whereas if you get into a pond, there's lots of fish and you know that the survival is possible, right? So if you're looking at getting into a niche and there's no in, there's no agencies in the niche, be very careful of that because like trying to go for a niche where there's no competition is really just pain avoidance and you should not make business decisions based on pain avoidance. Believe me, I've tried it and it doesn't work. Is their service people, um, is their service something people need, right? Do people need what they sell? Because if not, then you can't sell it. I don't care how good you are at advertising. I don't care how good you are at marketing. If there is not a product market fit, then you're absolutely fucked, right? So I see this with people in the e-commerce space um, and they try and sell these really strange like, uh, what did we have a while ago? We had this, um, we had a client in, in for Imperium and he was working with a like female, um, 
like he's working with like new mums, um, trying to help them like with with this weird sort of like pregnancy device that like help them like adjust and it was really strange and it like the product made no sense and like they didn't sell anything and they were pumping money into ads and nobody was buying it and then the guy was like oh you came what came to us and was like hey i don't know what's going on with this client and i was like well how many of these like products have been sold before and he was like well they haven't really sold anything they've been in business for like a year that's a red flag and i was like okay well how much competition does this business have and he was like none this is the like the one and only product this which is why it's such a good thing and i was like well if it's the one and only product they haven't sold anything and there's no previous competition to prove there's a product market fit then you probably can't advertise it because people just don't need it and he was like oh and then they were like oh and then we realized that that was the problem so can you actually help this niche with their problems right now right now you might not be able to but if you can that's great uh can you help them get results with facebook ads or google ads right can you actually run ads for these people? For example, cannabis um, companies or firework companies or um, like, I don't know, escape room companies. You probably couldn't run Facebook ads for them. You've got to think these things through before you pick a niche. Have, them try, have they tried online marketing before? So like, is it common for people in this niche to have tried advertising before? Like, have they tried to do with Facebook ads or Google ads Um Knowing this is really important because most businesses probably will have tried and what happens is they try and it doesn't work because they suck and then they just believe that it doesn't work because it's much easier to believe that the platform doesn't work than to believe they suck at it. And that's the honest truth. So just be careful. We also see this manifest itself with agencies where they're like, oh yeah, cold email doesn't work. And I'm like, well, how many cold emails have you sent? They're like, oh, I sent like a thousand. I was like, okay, well, show me a copy. And then the copy's like 15 pages long and I'm like, are you telling me cold email? Like cold email works, it's just your copy doesn't, right? So just be aware of this. Have they tried online marketing before? Um, so what's the next one? I'm also aware I'm sort of like blitzing through these questions, but we've we've been through this analysis so many times, I thought I'd just get through it. Um, are these businesses doing more than 5K a month? So this is like, this is a must. If you, if you can't answer yes to this, then the niche is not viable. And really, I would honestly change this to like 20K a month or 10K a month at least. Um, because if you want to charge high ticket prices, they have to have the money. Now, that's not to say that people who are doing under 5K a month won't have the money. But at the same time, it's really important that you make sure that you're working with people who are making at least five grand a month. Now, this is probably the most important question on this list. Are you passionate about this niche? Now, this doesn't have to be passion. It could be defined as interest. Are you interested in this niche? Are you interested in what they sell? Does it resonate with you? Do you like the idea of introducing people to this product? If not, you're fucked. And I mean that in, lit in the literal sense, you're actually going to be fucked. Like your, your agency will just completely fall apart. Not in the literal sense, actually, bloody hell. Um, but like you'll, you'll really be in some trouble here because I can, I, I can tell you, I tried to do this with the um, double glazing window installation niche where I went to the window, window space when I started. I got to like, I think eight grand a month or something. And then getting, to go to, getting up to go to work felt horrible. And I was like, what? This isn't what it's supposed to be like. And then I realized, I was like, I'm not liking my work. I don't want to work. And I realized pretty quickly it was just because I was selling double glazing to like rich people, basically through Facebook ads. And I was like, well, that doesn't really mean much. Like, great. Like Barry got a new set of windows and now he's not cold. That doesn't really excite me, right? And then I realized that and I switched to the fitness space. And then I realized that every lead I generated for a, for a gym was a potential life changed. And then I was like, oh my God, this lead generation thing is amazing. Like 
clients started sending me testimonials of leads that I sent them a few months ago and how much weight they'd lost. And they were like, yeah, you, you made this happen. You introduced this person to us. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. And then I became more interested in the niche and learning about gym owners. And I quite, I resonated with them and I got along with them. And like generally, if you're not passionate about the niche or you're not interested in it, everything will just be 10 times harder. Um, this is why like people ask us how we've scaled Imperium Agency so quickly. We've gone from like zero to basically 160 clients in 12 months, right? And like that's pretty hard to do with no previous case studies or experience or well, experience we had, but like not in the field. And um, just the, the honest one word is just passion. Passion and interest and like actually giving a fuck with the, with the things that kept us working 12 hour days, kept us working on our product and kept us doing outreach and sales calls. Um, and if you're not passionate about the niche, it's, things are going to be horrible. So this is this must be this must be there. If this is a no, if you're looking at your niche right now, and you're working with a niche, and you're like, mm, like if you don't if you don't think about this niche all the time, and if you're not like actively like researching it, and you're interested in it, and you've got a pattern of behavior where you're constantly digging into it and diving into it, then you really are in trouble because you'll get to ten grand a month and you'll be miserable, and it sucks. Do you understand the mechanics of the niche? And basically, this just means you overall, do you sort of understand how it works? Like, if you want you want to work with gyms, okay, well, like, what sort of profit margins do gyms operate on? What time of the day do gym owners get up? What problems do they face? Why do they face these problems? Who are the big players in the niche, right? What's the average gym retention? Like, you know, how often do they drop off? How much data do they have for database reactivation? What's the average cost per lead? How many Facebook ad agencies they've been through before? Um, how many staff do they usually have? What sort of memberships do they sell? Now that's just a gym niche that I could literally go with like another 25 questions there with answers, but you have to sort of have an understanding of this niche. And by mechanics, we just mean like how the businesses work, right? You know, what common business beliefs do they have? Like what franchises have they bought from or bought into? Why do they buy into them? How do you sell to them? Right, understand these things are really important. So those are the questions, right? And you can you can pause the video now and write them down if you want to. Um, this, you know, this, this one's really important. Like passion is like the most important thing for me personally. Now you might just be passionate about making 10 grand a month and you don't care if you're working with double glazing installation businesses or people that, you know, therapists, it could be anything. Um, therapy would be a good niche. I quite like that niche, but um, you have to ask yourself these questions, right? Um, there's a few other ones that aren't as important, but like you've got to think like, you know, are they are they set to scale? Do they have capacity for new business? Um, but generally speaking, most businesses always do. So that is basically how to figure out what niche to pick and in turn like we've defined we can define using this framework the hardest niches to, like that you could go for because if you can't answer yes to many of these questions the niche is by definition hard okay so that's everything for me i hope you enjoyed this video and i will see you in the next one now if you like this video you can like it that does help uh because it trains the algorithm to show you more videos like this one also subscribe so that you don't miss future channel updates um you don't need to turn your bell notification thing on because that will distract you and I don't want that. Um, but also if you do want to add anything to this or suggest a new video, you can always comment below and I can record a video on that. Uh, also in the description, there will be two links. The first link will take you through to a funnel. I know I said it, a funnel. Um, but that funnel will take you through to a call where you can book a demo to basically explore how our program works. We're not going to tell you the price because if you don't buy there, there's no pressure. It really is just to get to know you to see if you could be a fit. Um, you can buy the thing or not. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. Um, it truly is up to you, to be honest. And um, there will also be a link to a Facebook community in the description as well, where you can go ahead and join us and other agency owners um, on the road to seven figures. Well, 
I say road like we've, we were there. I mean, other agencies getting there, if that makes sense. So yeah, any questions, drop them in the comments and I'll see you in the next one. Cheers for watching guys. Take care. Bye.